The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! We all are inundated with how people are doing things all the time. And so I think probably everybody is constantly comparing themselves to other people. But for me, like, I just try to talk about it more and more. And I think the more I talk about it, the more I get people that are like, it's okay for you to feel that way. But if this is what you need to do to be happy, then you need to keep on doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Children of all ages, welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. That clip was from our guest of the show today, fellow Dear Media, now fellow Dear Media podcaster, Whitney Port. On this episode, we're talking all things reality TV, motherhood, relationships, all the stuff we get into all the time on this show. The Hills. The Hills back. I think it's I think it's live today. It's live today. So major. If you're nostalgic like me, you totally watched The Hills. I was a huge fan. And Whitney, not only is a reality star, she's also real fucking cool. Whitney is one of the best people. Yeah, she's she really is. She She's really awesome. And we love her sister, Paige, who works with Michael on Dear Media. So this is an exciting episode. I think you guys will like it. Dear Media would be completely in shambles without Paige. Yeah, thank God, Paige. Paige, Paige we love you. Anyways, guys, we're excited to be back on the mic once again, back from our trip in Cabo, Cabo San Lucas. Our favorite place to go, Xanax in the Air. We went down on Friday... And it was just heaven. We went down for our friend Robbie and Ashley's wedding. Ashley, if you're listening, you looked major. Her dress was insane. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I know people love Hawaii, but if you're a California native, California person, I don't know why you go all the way to Hawaii when you can go to Cabo San Lucas. It's the best. Some people ask me if it was safe in Cabo. It's totally safe. I don't get what... No, listen. The U.S. puts out like once in a while, they'll say like, oh, Mexico is unsafe. And listen, there are some places that are unsafe. And there's also places all, all around the rest of the world that are unsafe, especially if you go in areas looking for trouble. But if you're just down there being a tourist, having fun, having a couple of chips and margaritas, tequila shots, it's fine. And you got to go to Floral Farms. Stop reading the propaganda, people. You, you got to go to Floral Farms, okay? There's this little tiny skin shop in Floral Farms that has the best skincare. And they make these Bloody Marys that have everything you want in a Bloody Mary. It's kind of major. Talking about Cabo, you know, one of the best, you were just talking about chips and guacamole. One of the best pieces of food that I've ever had down in Cabo, best tamale I've ever had was the one that I ate off of Michael's dad's plate. It was delicious. As you guys know, we got married in Cabo and Taylor, our producer, was a fucking hurricane. You know what's funny about that, Taylor? Also, my dad said one of the worst enchiladas tamales he ever had was the one that you ate off his plate. So it's one. It's funny how two people can have the same experience and have completely different um, reactions to it. What's the strip club that you go to in Cabo? What's it called? I don't remember what it was called, but you know why? It you used to be you, called Lord Black's. I know that from a different time though, Lord. Okay. You know when you black out and you kind of recall what you did when you were drunk? So now I remember why I ate that the enchilada of his food. We were in the pool earlier in the day and he had nachos and he was offering up and I was sharing nachos with them. For some some reason in my head, I, I thought later on that that was kind of like the, hey, like, don't worry, like we're sharing this. Well, the thing, the other thing to distinguish is one, that's fucking weird. And two, 
It was not like a dry enchilada or tamale. It was a wet enchilada with all the sauce all over it. So you had to drip your hands into the. Yeah. And what's creepy is like your nails had enchilada grease underneath them. And like it was just a lot, you know. There's some things that are not meant to be finger food and enchiladas are one of them. Yeah. You were doing a lot of things with your fingers that trip. (laughs) All creepy things. From enchiladas to strip clubs to weird things under our fingernails, let's plot twist this to Whitney Eveport. Whitney Eveport is an American television personality. You may have heard of her from The Hills and The City. She's a fashion designer and an author. She's also a mom and an influencer. With that, let's welcome Whitney to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. Before we get into that, let's talk about my obsession with white shoes, specifically Rothy's. If you've followed along on Instagram story and on the podcast, you know I'm absolutely obsessed with these shoes. Okay. First of all, you can slip them on. So when you're running late, like me, like you're running late to a meeting, perhaps you want to run to get coffee before a meeting that you're running late for, or you want to go to Pilates, you can just slip on these chic white shoes. They're simple, straight to the point, and they're very nostalgic because they're like kind of nautical. You guys know those shoes. They go with everything. I wear them with leggings, maybe a jean. It's kind of up to you here. What's fun about Rothy's is not only are they stylish, but they're also sustainable. So they're comfortable and you can wash them in the washing machine. You don't have to like take them somewhere to get washed. You can just throw them in the washing machine and they're good to go. If you're not a fan of white shoes, they also have a wide range of colors. They also have patterns too. Fun fact, and this is going to rock your world, they're made of recycled plastic water bottles. In fact, Rothy's are also manufactured in a zero waste factory and they ship directly to your door, which we love. No unnecessary packaging, quick, straight to the point, you can slide them on. If you want to be like me and rock a pair of very nautical white shoes, Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash skinny. Go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash skinny to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you guys have been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash skinny today and get the white pair. Just trust me. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. With wet. Wit. Wit with wit. It's a good. It's. A, I love the title. You do. I do. It's sort of hard to say, but I feel like you get the hang of it. I'm, I'm so happy that we're doing the show together. Same. Well, first, the, this whole network would not exist without your sister helping me because I would be a com- in complete shambles. I'm so jealous of all the time that you get to spend with her. You know, I worked with her for like ten. I don't know if it was ten years, but pretty much almost 10 years before she came and worked for you guys. And like, I, I didn't know how I was ever going to survive without having her. She's going to, we, we, we're producing so many episodes now. So it's like, it's hard to listen to everyone. I'm sure she's going to listen to this one. She will. When I first met her, I was a little hesitant. I was like, Oh, really? I don't know about this. Oh yeah. Paige is going to hear this. Oh my Cause God. she came in and she was so dialed in. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I'm going to have to like, kind of like catch up here. Oh my God. And so I was nervous because I was like, oh my God, she's so fucking organized. And I kind of like, I've always done my own thing. Yeah. But it's become, it's been, it's the best because now I can still do my own thing, but she's so organized that she she keeps keeps, like, yes. She keeps you on it. Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't. Thank God. She's amazing. Thank God. You seem like you keep him on it too. I keep him on it Different ways. Different (laughs) ways. I'm not as organized as Paige. I am. I'm not either. That's why everybody need someone like her in your life. I'm very disorganized. The Dear Media ship would have crashed a long time ago if it wasn't for her. (laughs) Thank God for Paige. Paige, we love you. Okay, Michael wants to start this interview out with a question that he's been dying to ask you. Let me just see how I can frame it. So you're the perfect person to ask. So I'm thinking about anchor babying Lauren. 
What does that mean? Well, anchor baby yeah, means like that mean, lock Michael? her down with the baby, right? Yeah. Like, I got to get the baby. <laughs> okay. Anchor baby is like, you know, once you, if you like, it's, you know, you get the guy and he anchor babies the girl that's in her right. prime because okay. then she can't get away. She's locked in. Totally. Get the baby. So, uh, but she can't, she's the one that can get away. I know. She's the one that has the baby. Don't, so don't she, tell her that. Okay. But so what's so, so you so you I know want, he's embarrassed. So basically, you want to get her pregnant, is what you're saying? I think so. I think it's time. Yeah. What do you think? Um. Okay. How long have you guys been married? We've been married for I don't even know. <laughs> how long have we been married? I, I, I don't know. The year I got married all the time, but I know it will be four years in November. But I can't remember if it was 2016 or 2017. That's how I feel. But yeah. How long have we been married? Three I think years? it's coming up on three years in November. No, I, okay. I think that he just wants an honest perspective on how it is to have children because yeah. I keep telling him, I'm like, you don't understand how much work it seems to yes. me. This is my perspective. Yes. It seems like it's so much work. And we feel like you're the pers- perfect person to ask because you're very honest. I will tell you guys. Okay. I have been listening to a little bit and I know kind of like how regimented you are. And if you don't have your sleep, like, you know, so for me, I, I would say it is going to be a huge life shift for you. Like enormous. Right. And I don't want to say, I know, don't be scared, Michael. Like I, I'm always scared. You need a hundred percent. You need a nanny you need, or someone to help you take care of your child. The first year is really, really challenging and it's just going to be no matter what, whether you think you're ready or not, like it's just going to be challenging and you just have to kind of get over that first year. And then after the first year, it starts to get so much easier. And so many people told me that and it was so hard to like see outside of how like stressed and anxious and overwhelmed I was the first year. But now that I'm out of it, I can see why like people start to have a second and then a third because you totally forget well your parents just they went they went balls to the wall i mean how many of you guys five six i'm one of five and the oldest is going to be 40 this year and the youngest is going to be 30 so we're each two years apart my mom has this like you know she says to us it was the easiest thing we ever did i never had any help everything was amazing and she made it seem like easy easy. It's like Chris Jenner with not. six kids. It's like, how does, how, how do they do that? I don't know. But people aren't having that, mu- that many kids anymore. That doesn't happen anymore. Life is much more complicated. We're more stressed. There's, you know, like we're more entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial. <laughs> and especially you guys and my husband and I, and it's just not realistic to have that many kids anymore. But I think that if you are starting to feel comfortable with it and the thought of it is starting to get a little bit exciting that you might as well just try because you're never going to be at the point where you're like, okay, I'm fully ready. Let's just do it. Is that you were never at the point where no. you felt like that? That makes so me feel better. I didn't even, I kind of went along with being ready because Timmy was like dying to have kids. I mean, he would have like a second and third already if he had, if he was married to someone that was ready to pop him out like that. I, I wasn't that ready and I ended up getting pregnant really fast. Like within two months of going off my birth control, I got pregnant. Pregnant. That's not so common, and right? I no, it's not. It sure. can happen. I mean, as soon as you go off your birth control, you can get pregnant. Like, so 
it happened super fast and I freaked out. I was not happy. Because you were just like, hey, we're going to kind of ease into it and take our time. I thought it was going to take like six months to a year for some reason. And that was just the story that I told myself. That's the story that I'm telling myself Right? You're like, oh, it's not going to happen that fast. And then all of a sudden it does. And you're like, shit, what the hell am I supposed to do now? So you're like, I can't drink alcohol. I can't eat sushi. Like, what do you do? You, I mean, I was so nauseous. I like took sleep, like these sleeping pills, essentially, that the doctor tells you that you're able to do. So you're just like tired and drowsy all the time. You don't have to really think about like how sick you are, Um, which maybe will work. I don't know. It's, it's, it's bad. Like the first three months was hard. It's not necessarily hard for everybody though. Like not everybody gets, you know, morning sickness. You're not helping my case here, Whitney. I'm just trying to be honest. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm going to be such a fucking double. I told her, I'm like, it's going to be fine. You'll do great. It is going to be fine. It is 100% going to be fine and you forget it and it's wonderful. And now I have this like angel son who I can't imagine my life without. I know that sounds so cheesy, but like I look at him and I'm like, you were worth every second of trauma that you caused me. What is it like with your husband and your relationship from not having a kid to having a kid? Like what's been the change? It's the exact same. It's the same. It's the exact same. Like, does he help? He helps so much. He That is a game changer. If he didn't, it would not be the same. And I would be resentful of him and things would not be good. But he doesn't have like a typical nine to five job at the moment. So he's able to really help me. And that's almost more valuable because I'm really busy right now. And knowing that he can be there and that we don't have to hire a nanny all the time um, is really helpful. But even someone that does have a regular job, like as long as they show up when they're actually home and they're there on the weekends with you and they're giving bottles in the middle of the night, like the mom doesn't have to do everything. The dad can do so much more than than I think women even allow the men to do. We had Kristen on this podcast and she makes having three kids like it's no big deal. Really? Yeah. She liked, I don't even think she had a nanny for like the first year. Oh my God. She is like, she, it, she does kind of make effortless. it seem like that. But she's also it, like out, out there in, where is she again? In Tennessee? Where, where is she? <laughs> nah, Nashville? she's in Nashville. Yeah. So maybe life is easier. I'm so actually jealous of women who, who are like that and who make it look like that. Cause I have not made it look like that. And I think that Sometimes people are relieved that they have someone like me to be like, oh, this sucks and this is hard. And then sometimes I think I'm like scaring people out of doing it. And I wish it came more natural to me. I think it's starting to. I've always said like, I think I'm a better mom to a toddler and a kid over like an infant. I think the infant stage is just not for me. Maybe I'll just give you the infant when I pop it out and then I'll go and like take a long vacation for like a year and a half and then come back. There's certain certain things I can do, but there's going to be certain things I'm not going to be able to do. Like what? what, Don't you need to breastfeed and like... You could use a bottle. Yeah, you don't need to breastfeed. I mean... You're going to probably want to, I feel like. We'll see. I just got my tits redone. Like I don't want anything like... That's something that I think about now that I want to do after having the baby. But now that I've seen how easy she trucked through that 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 procedure, like she there's no big deal. Just do it again. Yeah, just do it again. <laughs> it was so Get Dr. Easy. Was back the, on the show. easiest thing ever. It was Stop. like literally it hurt more to bleach my hair. No way. Swear to God. Like hurt exponentially more to bleach Were my hair. Were you completely flat before? No. Oh. I had a No, she was, she was rolling solid before. You know, we know yeah. each other since we were 12. Yeah, Paige was telling me that. And I looked over. She was like fully developed in sixth grade. That's what that's what initially caught my, <laughs> caught my eye. You're you know? like, 
I want this fully developed sixth grader. I had a girlfriend at the time that was just a sixth grader. And I was like, listen, we're over. (laughs) I I I had B boobs and now I have like double D's. And really? Sorry, I'm like staring at them. No, Um, you can stare away. They're like right front and center. Are you so happy with them? I love them. And it was the easiest experience. And the doctor was like amazing. And I just feel more proportionate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I'm not like a stick. I'm like more curved. So I think it like balances out my body. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, yeah. I'm no. it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Timmy's like, I, he hasn't said anything, but when I say sometimes like, I kind of want maybe get my boobs on after possible second child and breastfeed. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I can tell his eyes it's light a di- up. It's a he dicey did, situation to be in. Because he doesn't want to be yeah. like, you should do it totally. You don't want to overcommit. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I had fake boobs before I got them redone. And when I like took the bandages off to like show Michael them, he literally, without even touching me, popped a huge well, boner. Listen, we don't need to do that. <laughs> We don't need to. We don't need to die. Taylor, time to embarrass Michael. That's amazing that you can do that to him. I don't think I've ever done that for Timmy in my entire life. It's going to take a lot to embarrass me at this point on the show. We've been in some some weird places. Okay, I want to go back. I want to go back to when The Hills first started in the city. And I want to know why you decided to do another reality television show. Was was it a hard decision or an easy decision? It was, um, it was hard just because now I have a husband who's like behind the scenes in TV and a son. And so I knew they wouldn't really want to do it. And I was like, what is my place going to be? Like, I haven't really kept in touch with everybody, but for me, it more felt like maybe this was just something fun and new and different. And I needed to maybe just like stop planning and thinking about what it would be and just jump into something and like have a little adventure and see how it could possibly positively affect my career too. I think it's, it will do that. I think people saw me on TV 10 years ago and hopefully they're excited to see it again. And I think it's still, I'm still that same person that people saw. I'm excited that it will help with platforms like this, you know, where people can and see me on TV, but then want to maybe hear a little bit more and listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's nice probably that you're able to control the narrative with the podcast. Yes. But the show is like an amazing push, I feel like, too. Yeah, well, that's what's scary is that the show, you don't have the control over editing. And there's a different production company this time. And they're known for producing like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Orange County. And so those and Vanderpump Rules, like they really get in there and people are are very vulnerable with them which is good but that is scary for me because the last production company wasn't like that like they were much more surface do you watch um, it when it's done I haven't yet but I will they'll give us the ep- episode like the day that it airs the morning and we'll watch it but other than that we have no control we can't give notes we're doing interviews this time around which is different like you know like when you that. watch and you actually have a chance to like talk did about they never do something. that before we never did that I saw before. the show in the past but it's been a long long time so it's hard for me to remember Yeah, it was. I mean, that was like 10 years ago now. But no, we never did interviews. So it was really more of like a docudrama, like soap opera. And now this is going to be I honest, I don't even really know what it's going to be like. We film so much, but I I know they it's not going to be focused so much on like mom stuff. I think a lot of people are expecting it to be like we're all young moms now and we're all like swapping tips on being moms. Like it's really not that it's more like nightlife, like adult drama 
nightlife. Yes. Well, listen. What, I was in bed at nine thirty. Nightlife. It's. I mean, it's not mine. I, I actually went to the club for the first time in like five years because we were filming there. I have never felt so old in my entire life. Listen. Um. It's over for us. It's over. Yeah. It's over. But yeah, what I club mean, is even Frankie, cool? Okay, so you know Frankie Delgado. Yeah. Is he so back he's on? still promoting. He's back yeah. on, okay. and he's still promoting for like Hyde and that whole restaurant hospitality group and so it's a lot of like him getting everybody out that's wild yeah that you're like in the club i know once how, like do, do they even like how do they film and when it's like screaming and dark i'm all about good light so that's very important to me i mean <laughs> then i think this light would be good for Whitney, you they you have a moment to where you light. can like you can like go out and then it's like your moment you just throw a drink in someone's face like hit spencer with, <laughs> yeah. with a glass of wine or something i really should have had that moment you need that moment i should have i don't even know if they'll end up showing me at the club because it probably won't even make sense for the storyline like why is whitney at the club oh my god so you just <laughs> went to the club for no reason yeah. basically <laughs> they're like come come it will be fun i was like oh okay but then i just i, I want to consult with you filming. to do some like wild card, I'll be your like wild card consultant. Be like, okay, okay. They, they think you're gonna do this. They think you're gonna show up and talk about your life with, with your family. Yeah, and then you're gonna lose it and throw the wine right in someone's face. That's gonna, that'll get the airtime. Yeah, I need a producer like you to get me out of my element. What happens? Did this happen in the past? And what happens now if you watch something and you absolutely hate it? Like you hate how it's edited. You hate how I don't know. Maybe you hate how you look. Like in the past, were you able to text a producer and be like, "I can't do it." Like you no. have to. There's nothing you can do. You have no rights over any of it. Nothing. And then they're That's like, a hard also, yeah, it's a really hard decision. And we have all these rules now too about like not live, not what is it? We're not we're not really even talking about it too much now because they're just like so tight lipped about everything. Can you talk about it once it airs and like yes. say like this is how I actually felt? They. Dicey. Dicey. You kind of have to talk to them first and like come up with a something that you guys both feel comfortable with you saying. Okay, let me ask you this. How different is it filming now with social media and having such access to all these different mediums like Instagram story and being able to podcast and Instagram mm -hmm. than when there was nothing? Before we dive into that, I want to talk about the biggest mistake, in my opinion, the biggest mistake is someone who's trained their whole life that people make with training. And that is getting into the same repetitions, the same routine, doing the same workout over and over and over again. And that's why with you, Lauren, I want to talk about the Peloton tread. It's major, guys. You can basically work out on this gorgeous hip tread in the comfort of your own home, which you know I love. It's convenient. I mean, honestly, you bring the best total body instruction to you at home on your own time. You know I love saving time. Like I said, what I love about the tread is there's so much variety. There's so many different courses and classes taught by many different trainers, whether it's stretching, walking, running, so many effective and crazy courses that you can do through this tread. And that's what I think makes the biggest difference when it comes to fitness and when it comes to working out. When your body gets trained to do the same thing over and over again, you plateau, you get frustrated and you think, wait a minute, I'm not getting results. With this, it keeps it fresh. It keeps it new. It keeps it exciting. If you guys follow along on Instagram story, you know I'm a huge fan of working out at home and just to be able to have an instructor in your house with you is insane. Basically, you get to work up a sweat with world-class instructors. You get to do all different kinds of things and the motivation in real time is just crazy effective. And for all of you competitive freaks out there, there's a live leaderboard so not only are you competing with yourself, you can compete with other people out there in the interwebs. So like Lauren said, give it a try, put in your house, backyard, office, wherever's convenient and start competing with the world. 
start getting start getting out there. I mean, what you're really buying too is time because it's so annoying to have to drive to the gym, get out of your car, run into Susie from high school, have a 20 minute conversation with her and get back in your car and drive home. You just can do it out of your home or your office. Efficient. Peloton products are the shit and the Peloton tread is no different. Discover the immersive and challenging total body training you can get from the Peloton tread. Peloton is offering listeners a limited time offer. Go to onepeloton.com. Use the code skinny to get $100 off accessories with the purchase of a tread. Again, that's onepeloton.com and then the code skinny for $100 off accessories with the purchase of a tread. Enjoy. Get that sweat in. I, th- I don't think I know the difference yet. I think I'll realize it once it comes out. Yeah. I really, it's, I think it will feel probably better that I do have a platform for people to get to know me on a different level because I don't think the show like really gets into the nitty gritty of what I'm up to. But other than that, like, I don't know, we'll see how it affects it. I mean, you're going to be able to see in real time, but at the same time, you almost have to detach from the comments because like if they're ne- if they're negative, you don't want that to like seep into your own life. Oh, totally. That's why I'm actually really relieved that Timmy didn't even want to be on it because my relationship is too sacred for it to get messed with. Like I see what happens to relationships on reality TV. They wanted to film with my sisters when we had our old company. They wanted to film with my parents, my old boyfriends. Like they really wanted to get in. And even if my friends or sisters wanted to, I was like, I'm sorry, no. And I think some of my friends used to think I was being like, Shutting like I, out. yeah, like I didn't want them to get famous. Like I wanted to be the only famous one, but no, I was protecting them. I don't think that's your energy either. You don't seem like to have that energy at all. No, like, I, that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that was really good intent. Yes. And some of my best friends are like crazy. And one of them is, jo- you know, Joanna yeah. from Jackie's. Jackie, yeah. Jackie's cousin. cousin. Is and that the cousin that fucked the rabbi? Maybe. At her wedding? I don't know about that one. I don't know if it's she, that one. She oh, no, that was Ruth Ann. someone oh, at, was her, Ruth at her wedding, but I don't think it was the rabbi. No, I think Joanna's the one. The one she flashed uh, Taylor her Taylor, was boobs. that you or was that Ray? I think it was Ray. Oh. made it. She she was breastfeeding and she squirted my husband with her breast milk one night out. Is she yeah. available to do that to Michael? So Michael maybe wants to rethink the whole kid thing right now. <laughs> That'd be a good thing. He may like how it tastes and then be like, "Ooh, this is." I this had to drink breast milk one time. Oh God! You have to drink breast well, milk. Well, my friend, put a, gun a friend to of mine, a, a friend of mine's wife was breastfeeding and he had it and he was like trying then he like I hope she's listening to this podcast it was awkward um I <laughs> was, was it like this gross? Is, it felt it felt I felt very kind of strange doing I'm like wait a minute my wife's over there your wife's over there he's here I was like this feels like something I shouldn't be doing <laughs> you should have shook it up in a margarita and did a half rim of salt and yeah or like a pina colada something it a little like, creamy it, it didn't it, listen I'm not a milk fan okay so. okay <laughs> <laughs> for was that it day. tart because I never tried it mine. was a little sour yeah tart. Like, like tastes like spoiled milk a little bit. Yeah. I love how you're acting like you're the only guy who's ever drank breast milk. I'm not acting like the only, I'm sure there's guys that have done it. I'm just saying it's not my thing. Yeah. And, and I, think I, that's a, I think that's a good I mean, thing that that's well, not Well, maybe I'll like yours. I don't know. I'm going to put it in your coffee every morning and oh, you're expressing you're not even going to fucking it's know. It's probably super healthy. I'm oh, surprised I'm gonna make more you people haven't done something like that. Breast milk cake for your birthday. Day, my bicep was bigger. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like your new protein you powder. <laughs> so who from the hills and the city are you actually still like friends with? Are, are there real relationships there or is it just kind of like you guys grew out of the whole Surface. thing? I mean, after the first show, we really like grew apart, um, especially because I did my own thing and moved to New York and had like 
a whole other set of friends. But um, now since reconnecting, like I'm I'm friends with the girls on the show. Um, Heidi and Spencer are currently not talking to me. They've blocked me on social media. Um, How can someone stop talking to you? You seem so like cool and easy. I don't, I think they're, I don't know what they're doing. They're maybe it's like a strategy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Without saying that. Yes. What a but bunch yeah, of strategists. They are. <laughs> I mean, for real. But other than that, yeah, like, Caitlin Brody's wife, who's going to be new to the show, is really great. Yeah, she's, she's very like nice. normal and she's a very nice girl. Easy to talk to. She's very cute too. Yes, very. Okay, so so Audrina and you? Yes, we're cool. I'm filming with her this evening. She's like, she's so sweet. Olivia, like, Olivia, no, we do not talk. She seems but like a piece of work. She's I so successful now. Different energy though. Yeah, totally different energy. Yeah, scary. I was so <laughs> intimidated by her, and then I was like. Actually, instead of just being intimidated by you, I'm just not going to be friends with you. Like, <laughs> just move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what like, was the dynamic want... like when you're like you're on the hills? Like it's this like cast of characters. Like Lauren Conrad is like the person, and yeah. then you get your own show that's I... extremely su- successful on its own, and you're the star. Well, I mean, it went. It lasted for two seasons, so sort of successful, but like. I was so scared when the producer was like, we want to film you moving to New York City and starting your life. I was like, really? Why? Like, I didn't even open up any of my life on the hills. And I think that's what he was interested in. I think that the producers always want to uncover more of that person that's not so out there because that's like the obvious easy story, you know? So I I was really scared. But the thing was, is that I was like starting to fall in love with this guy that I met in New York City. And he he was down to be on the show and he was super cute and he was in a band. And I was like, okay, maybe this will make it more fun and interesting because I thought I would be too like boring on my own. But because that relationship was starting, I was just like, this sounds like so much fun. I've always wanted to live in New York. Let's do it. And does it ruin the relationship or make it better? Because I've heard mixed Um, things on this. This he ruined the relationship. It wasn't the, I mean, he definitely wanted to be famous, which I realized after the fact, like I always thought that I would be able to tell if someone was desperate. And now looking back, I've dated like two guys that were so bad that Paige actually knew were bad and desperate and wanted to be famous. And I had no idea. And I'm so surprised that I didn't like realize that. Well, because you were you were in love. You were you were having puppy eyes. It's so it's so strange, though. Like, I feel like I'm so intuitive. Michael's probably tricked a girl or two, too. Lauren Lauren hasn't still hasn't caught on to me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about your beauty routine when you're filming. Is there like something different that you do? Is there a certain makeup product you use on your skin? I mean, I would have like a a little bit of anxiety, I think, with cameras in my face all day long from every angle. I can only imagine. Well, it's just it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. I'm actually pretty nervous because. I actually wanted to put on some makeup for you guys today, but I you went look to beautiful. the doctor before. Your so skin looks go. so clear and beautiful. So thank you. I was like, I'm not going to do like crazy makeup for this show. Like I do not want to look, no offense to the Kardashians. Like I want to really look natural. So I did all my own makeup for the show, but I use It Cosmetics, the CC cream, which I think is like my savior for everything. My favorite ever. The best. Yeah. So um, I did my own makeup. I did my CC cream just some 
Bare Minerals powder, um, cream blush, bronzer, like very, very natural. If we had events and nights out, then I would get my makeup and hair done. Uh, sorry, I always get my hair done because I'm so bad at my hair. Like I'll just, this is what my hair will look like if I don't do it. You should see mine right now. I haven't washed it in four weeks. Is so. yours long? My hair is like, you know, I don't know. Four like, weeks? I like don't she, wash my she's, hair. She's um, not a big fan of the... Uh, <laughs> of, of shampoo and conditioner? Of, of no. the shower. <laughs> oh, I was really? going to say of the shower. Yes, I am a fan of the shower. Uh, oh, Michael, my God. Like, I'm like, I am a fan of the shower. I take one shower a day, but Michael takes like 14 showers I a day. Take, like, I, I don't to take so many showers all of a sudden. I don't know what's gotten into no. me. I'm not an OCD person. And all of a sudden, like I need to take at least three showers. Listen, we live in a dirty city. Have you yeah. been reading the reports? There's like, there's like people with tuberculosis. Here. I so, will take a shower. This hasn't existed since the 1800s. It's I will take back. a shower three times a day. Like you helmet head. If you take your shoes off, when you come in my house, you go and you walk all over LA. And then he stomps in with his disgusting boots that literally have hepatitis A on them. Oh my God. Well, Do you guys have a no shoes rule in the uh, house? Yes. I well, have pink follow. covers. He doesn't follow it. I'm a rule breaker. I'm a rebel. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's just that's just how I got to be. But no, I'm t- I'm, listen, L.A., I'm just reading this report today. There's all sorts of airborne diseases and hepatitis. Really? And we're like one of the only cities that don't have rodent control. And so they're everywhere. There's tuberculosis is rising again. I will tell you that since thought... moving up here, my skin has been completely different really? from San Diego. Yeah. Like in a bad way. Horrible. Really? Never been this bad. Actually, whenever I go to New York, my skin is so much better. Really? Yeah. Because the water, I mean, my husband's from New York and he says the water is much cleaner in New York. Like you can drink the tap water in That's New York. That's true. That makes yeah. sense, actually. No, we, listen, there's a report. Doctor, I'm going to pull it up on my phone. Taylor, pull up that article about the, the rodents. Taylor's asleep. That's disgusting. I've never seen rodents here, but I see them in New York all the time. It's, it's, it's have you ever heard of While what's you guys that, are talking, what's that giant rat thing that in New York where like the rat tails all get intertwined? Oh, it's a and rat's then, nest. Yeah, but it's called. I know what you're talking about, but I can't tell. Wait, the rat tails? Like, okay, Taylor, Google, like, like rats Dr. Drew. Oh my God, see? Will get, Look at oh, 18 hours cool. ago. I didn't rats and it. other vermin infest downtown station. Wait, no, that's. Rats roam freely. No, that's not it. I'll find it. Wait, Anyways, rats' you guys keep tails talking. get, yeah, get they, intertwined? They get intertwined and like tied in knots and all knotted up and it becomes like a super rat where it's rat just like, it's called a what? Rat See, rat co- do you know what's yeah. pissing me off about you, Taylor? I told you to have that mic caught at all time. Now you're creeping I, over. Hey, hey, you're watching porn in the background. Okay, um, so, 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 yeah. so I want to go back to your skin. So yeah. is there anything that you do to your skin? Facials, I don't know, yeah. like a favorite night cream, like something that someone out there who's listening can go buy that's maybe not super expensive, that's like life-changing? Yes. Um, there is this scrub by Dr. Nazarian that I use every other day that has made my skin feel, it makes my skin feel so smooth. Like I think exfoliating is so important. And she's, um, she's a plastic surgeon. I am actually having her on my podcast in a couple weeks, but Dr. Nazarian, I think you can get it on the skin spot. And then um, obviously it cosmetics, Embryolease moisturizer, which is like, I think it's $18 and you can get it on Amazon and it's amazing. Um, I've been using that like a makeup artist introduced me to that like 10 years ago and now yeah I use it all the time I've been using the Stilla cream blush forever the same color the same product forever and ever and ever um any other skincare oh I do the dermaplaning thing where I go get these facials and they essentially like for lack of a better word like shave off your face so it gets rid of like all the peach fuzz and all the crap that's living on your skin all the time I'm going to get it 
tomorrow night, actually. I'm so excited. I like, but then sometimes the I feel like I come back with like a little, like I can, when the light hits your face in a certain way, like you can see like a little peach fuzz. But once it's gross. off, it's the best for like yes. letting your makeup lay. Yes. I do it right in front of Michael because I just don't do care. Do you do it yourself? I do both. So I'll do it at home with like a little with the tinkle. thing? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Korean razor. Yeah. And then I just do it like I'll do it. reminds me of like Shmi and Captain Hook when he was when he was getting his um, face shaved. Yes. Remember that scene? Yes. It's like my favorite Disney. And then you shave the bird. Yeah. And right. and they like shave my entire face. And I love it because Ugh. the makeup just like lays differently. Yes. There's something about it. And it makes your skin glow. Yes. As long as my face is shaved and I don't have a hairy mustache that Michael talks about every minute. I'm, well, I'm fine. Oh, my God. If t- I feel like Timmy sees mine and doesn't say anything. Oh, Michael says if he said something oh. to me, I would die. I have embarrassment. I, listen, I'm so shy and embarrassed about that. I stuff. started just like maybe I shouldn't say something, but it got to the point where I'm like, listen, I can't I can't do this. Like it was like fucking Rapunzel on my upper lip. It was like Oh my god. And like, you didn't notice? No, I did. I was like, he's fine. Yeah. She thought I went, we were driving and the sun hit it in that one way. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. No, like, he does this thing where he, he can't multitask, so he'll like start talking to me and I fix it. You, and then he starts staring just, at it. And I'm like, what is your problem? Well, I'll try to give like a subtle hint, but then like she will not accept the hint. So then I'm just like, yo, man, you got to get that long black thing off the, <laughs> off the chin. <laughs> you know, sometimes, though, you can't see those things on your own face. Like, you need someone else to call you out. Like, yeah. I think I saw one on my mom the other day, and I was like, mom, this is unacceptable. It was like two inches on her chin. <laughs> and she's like, I can't believe I didn't see this. So, I mean, sometimes you need a it's call lucky I, She's lucky she has me. Yeah, you have lucky. other things with hair that you do. So don't get on your high it's, horse. Listen, I'm a man, though, so I don't want to be, you know, maybe that, now I'm going to get in trouble being sexist. I just don't want to, I don't want to look at my wife with, a, with as long hair, facial hair as me. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not... This is, if Timmy's listening, tell me if I have facial hair going on. You can tell me all you day You guys long. don't tell me right now, but Timmy can tell me in the privacy of our own home. I'm glad I have a dermaplaner now in LA. Good for you. <laughs> I, don't have to start, I just carry one in my back pocket. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> you should learn yeah. how to do yeah. it. What habits and routines do you have in the morning or night, if any? Because sometimes people don't have any. Are yeah, they- so I'm a really bad habit keeper. Like, I wish that I could be someone that could stick to something. I started doing this list where I was writing down 20 things I was grateful for. And I was, and I wanted to do it every day for 21 days. Cause I was listening to some podcasts and they told me like, that was how long it took in order for it to kick in and create some like actual positive energy in your brain. And I did it for like four days. And then I just forgot, like, I'm just really bad about keeping to routines. Um, I'm the kind of person that needs it. Like I need to work out, but I haven't in two weeks. I'm just, I feel like I could think of a million different excuses about why I'm not doing it, but it's just laziness, I think. Or maybe you're just busy. You've got a lot going on. Yeah, but I could like, I could fit, I could fit it in, but I, I just think of excuses of why it's not important. And then I, I beat myself up about it later, which is not healthy. So what's your morning routine? Do you have like a breakfast you go to? Like, are you like a coffee drinker? What time do you wake up? Or is it just every single day is different? Every day is different, yeah, which is depends. kind of unsettling, which is something that I want to talk to you about in our podcast, but it's a little unsettling because Sunny wakes up at a different time every morning and we, I don't wake up at a certain time every day. Like I've been having sleeping 
issues lately, which I need to figure out. Like I've been waking up at like four or five and then not being able to go back to sleep. But um, I definitely do need my coffee every morning. Like I know this is gross, but I go to Coffee Bean every morning and I get a cappuccino from Coffee Bean, which is like terrible coffee, but I've just been drinking it forever. And I have that in a banana and that's it. Um, every Monday I do acupuncture. That's something that I'm trying to really like stay focused on and keep doing because I get really bad headaches. Um, so I'm trying to take care of them that way. But other than that, like it's really all about sunny schedule. It's like I wake up, I go in and get him and then I bring him into our bed and we hang out for a little while. And then I go get my coffee while Timmy watches him. And then I come back and I make him breakfast. And then like our nanny will come and I'll sit on my computer for a little while. That's like basically generally what happens. If I'm lucky in the morning that a nanny will come early, then Timmy and I will go do hot yoga together. Like that's my ideal is if I can do hot yoga with Timmy three times a week. But it's so hard for someone who doesn't have kids to give advice to someone who does have kids because like I've never had kids who, yeah. who fucking knows when I have kids, like I could have no morning routine. Speaking of that, what do you, what do you do when you get people criticizing you and the way you parent the other day lauren got a message it's like you're not allowed to parent like you no no no. this is what they said let's get let's get the exact setup someone messaged me because i was working on a monday or tuesday which is not weird to be working on a tuesday no and said i hate how 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 you promote workism and you work way too hard and you cannot raise children like this Ew. And I said back to her, thank you for your concern. I can actually raise kids however I want. You do you, I'll do me. And she wrote 100%. an apology in her, Good like, her. She, like to like, just say like, like to finish the story, she wrote a very long apology. Yeah. And that sounds like she was deflecting something on, uh, onto me. Yeah. Like maybe she's not working and she felt like that. I don't know. Anyways, we she, would love to know totally, how you feel. She was probably projecting her own insecurity about her not having a career. Um, but that is really hard. I think one of the things that I really am constantly working on is not caring about what anybody else thinks and parenting the way that Timmy and I want to parent. And that is a really, really hard thing to do, especially when you are trying to launch a podcast and are on social media and are on a reality TV show. Like you're opening yourself up to all these people and wanting their opinions. So you're, so you're like you're basically you're ass it. you're signing yeah. up for it exactly but then really what feels best and most comfortable to you is just doing what you what feels right to you. So it's really hard to shut out all those voices and that can make you really insecure and it make it can make me really insecure and, and I think subconsciously that's why I'm I sometimes always question myself and what I'm doing and if it's the right thing because I have all these voices that not many people have. I mean, or maybe they do. Like everybody's part of a social me- a, a community in some way. We all are inundated with how people are doing things all the time. And so p- I think probably everybody is constantly comparing themselves to other people. But for me, like I just try to talk about it more and more. And I think the more I talk about it, the more I get people that are like, it's okay for you to feel that way. But if this is what you need to do to be happy, then you need to keep on doing it. Like this weekend, for instance, I'm going to New York on, um, Tuesday and I'm leaving Sunny for 10 days and we left him last weekend and we left him the weekend before for three days and I feel so 
guilty, like I'm leaving this, like I'm abandoning him, but I also want to go and I'm, and I'm going to go and I want to work hard and I want to do all these things. And so I have to, I'm constantly trying to like be in the moment and enjoy what I'm doing and be okay with what I'm doing. But it's so hard when you have like this, this guilt and you're worried about what other people are going to be thinking. There's this book by Dale Carnegie that's called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living Mm -hmm. that you should totally read that I'm in the midst of reading. I haven't read the whole thing, but like everyone swears by this book. He's the guy that wrote How to Win Friends and Influence Others. Okay. So he's very smart. Yeah. I was very smart. Well, I think it's, you know, it's like we're living throughout a time where it's like the first time where people can give you their instant feedback, right? Like they can just chime. Like when you were doing TV in the beginning, yeah. like the people couldn't access you like no. that. And all of a sudden Maybe now, that's why I didn't care as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they're just, you know, coming in all over the place. All over the place. And luckily I think most of the people that follow me are are nice, lovely people that are very validating and for the most part are giving f- positive feedback. But of course there are those few here and there that say things that you wish they wouldn't say because then all that's than the one opinion that actually sticks in your head and makes you feel bad. Um, But it's, yeah, it's hard. I I honestly think even if I wasn't on social media and had a following that I would be like insecure about this stuff anyways. And Timmy's constantly always like, why are you worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet? Like either you're going to manifest it or you're just wasting space in your brain, like really enjoy enjoy the moment that you're in at the time, but it's hard for me to do. I mean, you only have this much energy every day, like a thermometer full of energy and like to have to waste it on feeling guilty when, when you have to go to New York, regardless, it's like such a waste in depleting of your energy. So it's like, I think that if anyone's making you feel guilty, you should just drown it out. I think you're doing an amazing job. And even if you weren't doing an amazing job, that's not anyone's prerogative to tell you besides yeah. you and your husband. Well, I always like to give the other perspective. Like if somebody's perspective is that you shouldn't be working as hard and you should be staying home with your kid, that's one perspective. But what, and this is going to be controversial, if you flipped and said, actually, maybe you should get off your ass and go work harder and create a better life. Yeah. People are going to lose their shit about that just because it's not, it's not society's norm. Totally. But th- that's what I think is so interesting is like, that could be my perspective and the other one could be your perspective. But the point is, is you can't put your life, you can't push your lifestyle on somebody else. You right. opened up on your Instagram about something that I found really interesting. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, um, about not, it wasn't mommy shaming. I don't know if there's a word it was for like it. the bullying video, uh, bullying yeah. between mothers. And yeah. like, I, I can only imagine just, I have like these like cartoons in my head of like bad looks or like, I can't like I just can't imagine all the politics when it comes to moms. Yeah, because um, everyone is so opinionated and you find yourself saying things and asking things that you swore you would never do. Like sometimes I'll even be like, like, how long did you breastfeed for? And it's like, Whitney, why are you asking that? Like, because it maybe doesn't you matter. don't have a conversation with that person. So that's something that you go to to ask. Right. But but. I hated that question because it was a very like sensitive thing for me. And then if you find yourself like subconsciously just asking these things because that's what you have in common and you don't, it's, it makes people feel uncomfortable. And there's always this undertone of competition between moms that you don't even realize is happening. There are like the right people out there to be friends. Like I don't have a lot of mom friends, but the few that I do, it's like a completely non-judgmental open relationship. I don't have time for any of the other things. Granted, Sonny's not in school yet. So I think once he gets in school, I'm going to be opened up to 
that whole world. But yeah, I mean, that morning I went to that mom event, these girls were total assholes to me. And they, like, part of me was like, did were they just projecting something from their own life? Like maybe they had a bad morning. Maybe I misread the situation, but then I got confirmation from other people, people that even guessed who it was like that knew who it was. And it's just, it's, it's a shame. And it upset me that day, but talking about it, um, made me feel, it made me feel so much stronger. And that's what I love. Like this platform for. You're so amazing at opening up to your audience. I'm counting really- down the days and what's one thing I'm excited about about having children. I can't wait to watch Lauren interact in the PTA meetings with everyone <laughs> yeah. else. I'm going to... Why? What, what's because it's just You're going to be, be amazing. It's going to be hilarious to just watch you in your... Because I just know how you are. What do you mean? I just know how you... Like, think how it's am gonna, I going to be in a PTA meeting? I don't... Well, I just... I have my own... No, I, I just want to know really quick. Well, I just like know a, how you are. You're going to come in. You're going to be all done up. Your hair's... You're just going to be running around, tits out. Like, it's just going to be a whole thing. I, I don't care. I don't, she's like, not going to care. I just... I don't care what people think that's about what, me. That's, that's why I'm I've gotten to a place I, I don't care. Can I take some of that from you? you like, are, how did you get to that place? I just... I just think that it takes a way to, to care what other people think is just like, it's a waste of my energy and I have too much that I want to accomplish to give any energy I when, just don't care did you how long has have you felt this way did it take you a while to not care um yeah it, it's it's taken practice yeah, yeah. it's taken it's a, I practice stoicism my husband has never cared what anyone <laughs> thinks of him That's literally amazing. but well, some I actually care sometimes less than you about certain things like you have to be like no, that's but that's that, that's not true. I care about what the people that are very close with me and working with what they, like I care that, that they respect you. Yes, no, 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 not yes. even just yeah. that. Just I care about that they are good. Like yeah. I, so in order, like, there's certain things that that I would that I can do that has impact on other people, right? Like everybody that's working with me, and so I, I'm conscious of that. But if it's somebody on the street or somebody hears, I, I don't care. And it's yeah. and it's not because I don't care about their feelings. It's because I know I have no control over it. Right. So I'm like, why am I going to spend? That's why time? I like stoicism because you just realize. You don't have control over what anyone else thinks, so why waste? There's any probably 30 things I've energy. said on this episode, and, and you know, if your audience is going to listen to this, it's probably going to be their first interaction with me. They're like, "Whoa, like that's a lot." Yeah. Maybe I'm turning some people off, yeah. but it's not like, really. Like, you haven't been that bad. Well, I'm just like sometimes, like you know, I could rub yeah. people because I just I can only speak from my from point, your of view, point of view, right? But I'm not pushing my point of view, and I'm just saying like this is my point of view. Yeah. Um, and so I don't lose a lot of sleep over people disliking me. Yeah, that's rubbed off because I sleep I mean, well knowing that I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, I think that's wonderful. And I think that's such an easier way to live life. My husband is like that too. It's, it's, it's not that it's like, we're, and, and your husband sounds like, like this. It's not that it's like you're so evolved. It's just that there's no control over it. I think yeah. you do a really good job of not caring what people think. The way that you've put up your videos on your Instagram, you're so vulnerable. Like I would say that, like, I look up to that completely. Thank you. I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel I just am conflicting. Like sometimes I really don't care. Like I'll come here with no makeup and like not like in a weird sports bra. And, and, and I really I don't care. Like I'm like, oh, they don't. It doesn't matter if they think I'm put together or not or whatever. And then other times I'm like constantly concerned about it. I don't know what it is because I always thought I was like a confident person. I'm really concerned about like what my husband thinks about me. Like, do you guys feel you guys care about sure i mean yeah. like if lauren was like man this guy really like I, that would like be devastating sucks. yeah I'd be like, that sucks you yeah know? i just think at all times that you think i'm like a hundred percent well yeah you do no you, you, think, you, you think that i i do yeah. i 
always need validation. I need verbal. I need physical. I need. That's your love language. All of them. I need all of them (laughs) all the time. And if I'm not getting them, then I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Listen, I think I've noticed with a lot of women, a lot of strong women that they, you know, there's that, but the five love languages or whatever. Yeah. You can't have every one. I can't have everyone. Lauren, it does the same thing. You guys pick up like touch, gifts. Yeah. Why can't I? It depends on my mood. Yeah. That's what. Like sometimes I want you to smother me. Sometimes get away from me. Sometimes I want you to like tell me how much you love me. Sometimes I'm like, eh, you know. What's your sign? I'm a Pisces. Okay. All right. Honestly, I feel like every like strong woman's like that. Well, you can't capitalize every love language. It's not fair. Why? Because we can't do all five. What's your love language? I don't know, Lauren. His love language is 100% whatever writing cards is. I don't know what that is. Acts of service. Wait, my love language to her? No, like what do you want? Mm, What do you need? Not gifts. Yeah. Don't want gifts. I don't know what to do. If you give me a gift, then I think I got to get a better gift. And I, I go <laughs> yeah. into a whole, a spiral We don't control. do gifts anymore. Timmy does like experiences. That's like cute. last night we went to That's Chelsea better. Handler, which was, yeah, another story. <laughs> but um, yes, we're not, we're not doing like material things, even though actually he told me for Father's Day, he wants a gravity blanket. Oh, well that. that is. Those yeah. really help with sleep. Do they? They actually really help with sleep. And That's if you're anxious. Okay. I wouldn't ever put um, a, a baby or a kid underneath it just because no. they're so heavy. And I had this experience where I left one at home with my dog and our, we have little dogs. And I called um, my sister and I was like, take that away from the dog. It's too, it's too heavy. Yeah. Like I wouldn't put it near. Like anything. it would smother them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You fall asleep and then get stuck under there. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know. Sounds good to me. I don't need to. <laughs> I would like to get <laughs> yeah. stuck under a guy. Yeah, right <laughs> Honestly, though, I think like when I was watching that, um, your your mom's video, your mom's bullying video. I also think there's an element to what you were saying in the influencer community that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like sometimes very high school. Yes. Have you experienced that? I don't really interact or engage with any influencers. So um, I haven't really experienced that at all. But I do sometimes look at like in my head, I think that there are like tiers of them and they know when they're in like the top tier of influencers and, and there's like, I don't know. I think there are clicks for sure. Um, and I always get nervous around them and I like never want to bring up my phone and like, you know, when people are always trying to take pictures to like maximize, I'm so bad at that. Like I'll never, I'll never ask anybody for a picture or tag or anything like that. Um, Cause I just don't feel comfortable, but have you experienced like a bad situation? With no, nothing, nothing specifically. I've just seen like when you were talking about mom bullying, like I can see like in the influencer community that there's, there, there's, um, parallels, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't go to a lot of events. I'm not a big networker. Me Michael either. gets mad at me, but like, you don't want to network either. You're in bed by seven 30. I know. I mean, no, Timmy and I aren't like that either. I, well, it's not, no, not networking. I think it's, establishing meaningful relationship. Like I'm not like, ne- I'm not like at some like cocktail mixer, like running right. around here out my business card. I don't even have a business card. <laughs> I don't either. I'm not like out I there. I saw doing, Paige does. Yeah. yeah. Well, P- Paige, we're actually working on some new cool ones, but I'm not like out there at like the, the wine mixer, just like, you know, getting, right. getting on. I'm just, right. I just think it's interesting. Like Lauren will meet someone that's just like, Oh, I really like that person. I'm like, well, are you going to like, 
follow up? Are you going to like yeah. have a friendship? Yeah. Like I honestly, like I'm sitting here talking to you and in my head, I'm like, if I were confident enough, like after this, I'd be like, Lauren, we should go get drinks or something. We should I go. Mean, no offense to you, no, no, but no. like sure, a, sure, as sure. a girl vibe thing. Paige can come too. If you're listening, Paige, yeah, you're invited. Right. <laughs> you, to yeah. like, let, to yeah. uh, like break pa- the glass. Yeah. Like, Paige, listen, you can come too. I'll never understand this. And, and again, this, I'm going to get in trouble being sexist. Like women are so funny because you guys like sit here and be like, oh, I really like that person. Like, well, you're yeah. going to fall in love and you're going to get like guys are like, oh, that was cool. Let's go get a beer. And like right. your friends and that's it. And you're, and you're like, buddies. Well, I have a lot of respect for, I think your busy life. I know, I'm, I know how busy I am and I can only imagine adding a kid to the mix. It's yeah. a, it's a lot of work. So I think I just have respect for people's time. Like, I mean, if, if there, if it makes sense to go get a drink, I would love to go get a drink with tons of people. Right. You have been but, in situations where someone's like, Lauren, I really want to go. This is the day. He's talking can about you, specific people right that want to hang out with you yeah. and that you don't want to. No, she, no. she does. She does want to hang out, but she's like, oh, I don't want to take their time. Like they are literally inviting you. Go. Yeah. I feel like I'm like the kid on the, like the mother on the school. It's like, go be friends. Totally. You know? like, Timmy is the exact same with me. He's like, cause I always think that like, and I talked about this in that episode that I feel like I'm awkward and I'm like, can be sometimes, I don't know, not standoffish, but just people can take that as shy. And so I never think that anybody really wants to be friends with me. And so I I don't have a lot of girlfriends. And Timmy, it's always so easy for Timmy to like invite his friends over for a casual afternoon. And I'm like, no, I, I he's like, invite your girlfriends. I'm like, but the house is a mess and I'll have to serve food and, uh, you know, and I, overthinking and caring about what they think about the, the order of the house. And, but I'm like, I'm in sweats. I don't want to have to shower and then it becomes a whole thing thing, and then I don't have plans so then it just is like a giant (laughs) cock fest like at our house too yeah Yeah. all the time which I which I feel more comfortable with honestly I relate to you yeah I relate to you (laughs) because then and I can also just go into the bedroom and be by myself if I want to like I always kind of need an out like I can't linger with like plans for a while see that's that's my my problem because I'll invite everybody over and then I'll decide wait a minute I made a mistake and I don't want so I leave and I go downstairs and I leave Lauren with everyone she's like what the (laughs) fuck are you doing not fair we have this one couple friend that like is notorious for just coming and then staying the whole day one day actually slept over on our couch no, no, and no. Then the next day didn't leave until after dinner. No, no, no. I mean, this was before children. So we were like, we ha- didn't have as much to do, but oh my God, this couple. They Michael just wants to, to name our kid Excuse Bostic. So he has an excuse. <laughs> yeah, that's his. <laughs> it is actually so true. You can use. Nobody will ever see me again. No, <laughs> you can always be like, oh, it's the baby has two naps today. We're not going to be able to get out the house or he's starting to have a runny nose. I don't think that we should really get out. You know, if we get a three or four bedroom place. I always fill those bedrooms with just like I'll be like, okay, that's actually a man cave. No, but we don't no, that is beds. so stupid yeah. because that's you're gonna be for the night nurse. That's going to be. For, I don't let anyone your whole, come over. Your family has it's 14 over. guest rooms. And I said to you, I said, I am not doing a guest room. Like, I'm just like, not. One of yeah, my best Taylor friends. Taylor would be over every night. One of my best friends from Boston's like, hey, man, I'm coming into town for a week. I got a place to stay. I'm like, absolutely not, buddy. You're going to really? have to go down the street. I'd I'm stay like, at listen, the hotel. We're, we're adults. 
I'm like, listen, there are price ranges from Motel 6 to the Four Seasons. You figure it out. Like, yeah. And actually, if you really can't afford anything, I don't want you to stay here so bad that I will supplement some of it just to keep you the totally. fuck out. Totally. You know? Why do people like to stay at other people's houses? I don't. I have Taylor. so many friends in New York that when I go there, I could. I have my sister-in-law who has a beautiful home in Brooklyn, and I'm like, I never want to stay at your house. I'm sorry. I love you, Hillary, but like, I never want to put myself Listen, I'm not out, trying like, to I'm not trying to wake up in the middle of the night and stumble down a weird hallway like and, and have to go to the bathroom next to the cat litter box. Like, I would that's what I envision when I yeah. stay somewhere. I don't want to do that. I don't want to ask you where the towels are. Right. I don't want to know if it's washed. I don't want to know where to fold. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to I don't want to ask for like where the breakfast cereal. I, I just want to I want to get the fuck out. Yes. You know? I want to have my coffee when I want it. Yeah. I don't want to have to ask you for it. I don't want my meals to be depe- dependent on your meals like I agree. It's too much. Tell us about your podcast. It's still formulating which I think is a good thing. Like I went into it not having a really clear idea of exactly what I wanted to do. I know that I wanted to interview people that were really close to me that helped shape the person that I was so people could get to know me better and I could open up to with. And that I also wanted to interview people that had a lot to teach. So the first two episodes were my sister and my husband, people that I felt comfortable with because I was really nervous about it. This is a new thing for me. And I felt like, okay, I can really open up with them. Um, And it's a lot about the whole uh, office was tearing up. Really? Yeah, I swear. It's it's really a lot about like life-changing moments that have impacted the way that people view the world now. Um like for my sisters and I, our episode was a lot about grief and how there's these like things called grief glasses now that we basically always wear, essentially, that's how we see the world. Like your life completely changes when you go through something traumatic like that, like a loss of a parent. And grief is a big part of the podcast. Not that it's going to be all super depressing, but I think grief can be kind of like a dirty word. And I want to kind of like change the narrative on that and help people see the light and how to deal with it and realize that it's never going to actually go away. But there are ways that you can actually like, as cheesy as it sounds, see the silver lining. So for me, that was my life-changing moment. So I interview a lot of people about the moments in their lives that have been life-changing and how that's like shaped the rest of their life. You know, like that sliding doors moment where you're like, this really changed the whole thing. I mean, if I didn't do the show in New York, I would have never met my husband. You know, I, I decided to say yes to this opportunity, really not knowing if it was the right thing for me, but I just say, said yes. And obviously it changed the whole trajectory of my life. Um, he was a producer on the show and I I fell in love with him and then the rest was history, you know? So yeah, I had my sisters and Timmy and then I had my stylist, which is really fun just because I want to keep it light too. And I want people to actually learn fun things and be entertained. And they're great, like empowering strong women that have a good message. And next week I actually have like a therapy session. Like I talked to this postpartum therapist and we have an hour long session where I just talk to her about all my fears and struggles and anxieties with being a new mom. And I just lay it all out there. How have you dealt with grief? What's the best tip you can give to our audience and anyone who's listening that is dealing with grief or has dealt with it? Is there something specific that's worked or has it just been little things that you've done over the years? Um, I think it's both, but there are two big things that I think that have really 
helped me. One was joining a grief group. I joined a place called Our House on the West Side. Um, You're allowed to join. Basically, you can't join for the first six months after person has passed away because they want you to kind of like sit with your grief for a little and you're just very raw at that stage. So actually Paige, Ashley, my mom and I joined a group and we're all in different groups and you're with people who have lost a similar person. So I was with like a bunch of other 30 year olds who had lost a parent and we met once a week for a full year and it was like our outlet, you know, it was that scheduled time to actually like cry about it and talk about it it because you don't give yourself that time. And I wish that I could keep doing it. And I guess I could if I found another group, but I think that's the advice that the second piece of advice that I would give is to give yourself that time to grieve because life gets so crazy and fast paced that you don't sometimes sit with your feelings. And then they're just like, they're like sitting deep, 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 and they're affecting how you're living and how you're seeing the world. And if you don't have a release and like a cry fest and, and feel sorry for yourself for like a good 10 minutes, it's, you're just gonna, it's gonna start to grow into like a cancer inside of you. And so I would say to allow yourself the time to actually like grieve the loss continually. It's been six years and I still have to kind of remind myself to sit and do that. Like sometimes I'll get, I'll have these days where like I can just feel it physically coming up my throat. Like I need a release and I try to allow myself to have it. Sometimes like I just take like a day or two and just like black out on all platforms and just like lay there and read. Yeah. Like some, when you feel like it's like coming up to your throat. I know mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. where you just need to shut off mm-hmm. and you just have to set a boundary. Uh, is it is it hard to be married? I'm just guessing it seems that yeah. Timmy has maybe not experienced what you've experienced. Yeah. Is it hard that just position? Because sometimes with Michael, like I've had some trauma and Michael hasn't had that kind of mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. And so it's sometimes hard to connect. Yes, a hundred percent. He tries to be sympathetic, but he can't be empathetic because he hasn't actually felt it. Mm -hmm. And the people that I really find the most support from are the people that have actually gone through it. So it is frustrating because sometimes even though I, even though deep down, I know he's not judging me for being sad. I feel like he is. And I feel like he, he is always saying to me, which I know is partly true, but that it's a choice to be happy, that you can just make that choice to be happy. And I'm like, it's not that simple. Like I can't just choose to not have feelings about my father passing away. You know, like in this moment, I'm so sad. I can't just choose to be happy. And he, he thinks, I think sometimes he thinks it's a lot easier to, to just turn that off. It's not that it's not just a man thing. It's, it's impossible to relate to it because if you haven't had it, yeah. I haven't had it. Yeah. You can't, there's no, there's no possible way to understand that feeling. Yeah. Like you can, you think you can think you can, but it's, and you can like kind of imagine what it should feel like, but there's no way to actually feel it. Right. And then, and then the other part of that is since you've never felt it and you don't know, you don't know how to approach the conversation. Totally. Right. So then sometimes there's, I know there's frustration there because you don't know how to have the conversation with someone because you're not sensitive enough to, because you haven't felt it. So you're just like kind of trying to, it's, it's awkward for both people. Yeah. I think the best advice I would give for a spouse or a friend is to bring it up even when the person is not feeling upset about it. Like, I know we haven't talked about your mom in a while, you know, like how are, how, have, how are you doing about it? How have you been feeling? Like, 
if Timmy did that, I would be like, oh my God, you know, because you, even though people think grief and death is something that no one ever wants to talk about it, the person that's actually been affected by it wants to talk about it more than you think. More than you think. That's good advice. That's good for me to know. So I wrote a blog post on this three years ago and you didn't read it. I can tell. I read the, the whole blog post. <laughs> no, there's a different blog post. I'll send it to you. And I said, like, my advice with, with, with death is exactly what you just said. It's like, it's not being there for the person a month, a week, mm-hmm. two months after. It's mm-hmm. actually reaching out like two years down the yeah. line and being like, hey, how you're doing? How yeah. you doing? I wrote a blog post on this. Because it never goes away for the person, but people forget, other people forget about it. And it's not that you've forgotten about it, but sometimes it's just not in the forefront because maybe it happened so long ago. But for the person that's actually going through it, it's something, at least for me, that I'm thinking about every single day. And for it to be something that's that important to me that I'm thinking about every single day, I would think that my husband should ask me more often about it. Well, this is a good reminder. I mean, Ooh, I'm going to play that clip. Taylor, is- pull it on repeat. <laughs> when you wake up, I'm going to subliminally put it's it into for- our white noise machine. No, but you know what? It's good. It's good for me to hear this because yeah. not just with Lauren, but there's other people that I think of when you say that, that I could be yeah. reaching out to for yeah. sure that, that have had. Yeah. It's death. not just like a text that says like thinking of you and then like sending flowers. It's like, But like I said, if you haven't been through it, you just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time you think, oh, maybe they like, don't bring this up. It's a sore thing to bring up. Right. That, that would be what I would think too. If it hadn't happened to me, I'd be like, why would I want to bring up the death of their parent? Like if they're not thinking about it right now, why would I make them think about it? But it's different. Yeah. Good advice. I feel like the show is such an amazing (laughs) manipulation to my husband. It's like, you know, this show's taught me a lot of things. A lot of therapy. It's he has a whole skincare routine. Now he has perspective on death. Your skin looks wonderful. Keep the compliments at bay. What's a book, (laughs) a resource, a podcast that you could recommend to our audience that's brought you a lot of value? Okay. I don't know if you guys will like this very much, but I have been listening to the Goop podcast and I find a lot of value from it. I learn a lot. I think that they have a lot of amazing doctors doing really cool things. So I listened to that podcast. I don't really have a book right now that I could rep that I could recommend. I'm reading this like Montessori method book for Sunny because we're sending him to a Montessori school. What does that mean? Um, I, Honestly, I don't even know if I can describe it to you other than that it really supports like independent play and finishing a project. Like I toured two different schools. One was like paint everywhere, glitter, art projects, loud music, like looked great, looked fun. Kids could explore and do their own thing. And then I went to the Montessori school and like the kids were all like quietly playing by themselves, working on something. It was almost like they had given them all a morphine drip or something. Timmy and I were like, what is wrong with these kids? But then we're like, this is amazing. They're so peaceful. And so that's essentially like Montessori for me in a nutshell. Well, let me guess. You went to Montessori. I did go to Montessori. Of course you did. He is so cerebral when he's alone. I love that. Of course you went to Montessori. It's called Santa Fe Montessori. You went to Montessori. Yes, you went to Montessori. Wow, that makes so much sense. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I just want to be in the corner. You just want to be playing with your toys. Mm -hmm. Peaceful. Where can everyone find you? Your Instagram, your podcast, pimp yourself out. Yeah. So my Instagram is at Whitney Eve Port and my podcast is with wit on the Dear Media Network. And And it's crushing it. And The Hills is coming out June 24th on MTV. I can't wait. Thank you, guys. It really plays to my nostalgia. Like, I cannot (laughs) wait. Thank you for coming on. We're going to have viewing parties. You can come. I can't wait. Thank you for... 
lending me your sister. Oh my God. Thank you for doing Only your for podcast a with while. us. Yeah. She's the best. <laughs> we're, ha- we're having olive oil cake next week with her. Is we she making yeah. it? No, oh, we're, no, no, we're going we, to this restaurant, Lay Artuzzi. Oh, you're welcome you to come if you're around okay. on Tuesday night. I'm sure that you I, um, have a hundred things to do. I drag her around on the subway with me. First time she was a little nervous. She. We never went on the subway. Our parents were like, you're not allowed to go on the subway. I was like, I could tell she was like, she was like, you know, it's like kind of like keep up with the keep up. And I was like, yeah, come on, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I brought, yeah. I brought her down into like the bowels of New York and we charge her. Now she, now she's that makes Paige, happy. we love you. Love you. Whitney, thank you for coming on. Yeah, oh, and I'm guys. going to do Whitney's podcast right now. Yes. Guys, so make sure you check it out. Bye guys. Have fun. Guys, who wants some TSC sparkly pink swag? If you're interested, all you have to do is leave your favorite part of this episode with Whitney on my latest Instagram at the skinny confidential. And we'll slide into some of your DMs and send you some cute shit. Also, if this podcast brings you any kind of value, make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes. It takes like five seconds. And we'll see you guys on Friday, double episode this week. 